0: And he has people who are noisy. <laughs> There's people that are in, within the kingdom that are doing his will, doing his bidding. Doing, his subjects uh, are his, uh, the people who are fulfilling his will. And the question is, how do the people... Get to know what the will is, the will of the king, well in, you know in a, in a kingdom and i 've never lived in a kingdom, but some have and, and somebody n- nobody don 't think has ever lived in a kingdom like the old kingdoms where the king was really the king, and he got to do what he wanted, but you know the, the TV shows i 've watched, which all of them i 'm sure are true, um, <laughs> basically say you know that the king gives an edict you know from henceforth, you could probably say it better than I, from henceforth hither to whither you know. Thou shalt or thou shalt not doeth this, you know, and, go on. and they give this edict, and then, then, the, then that's, the, that's the law. That's the rule of the kingdom. Well, we live in a kingdom. That's what we're talking about this year. We live in a kingdom, but, you know, our, and our king has some things he wants us to do. There are, some, there are some big, broad things that the kingdom is all about and that, that the king wants us to do, but then there's also narrower subjects of things. And there are some things that aren't even necessarily written down that I believe is the king's will and his, his desire for us, and how do we figure that out? How do we know that? Well, in thinking about that and just kind of meditating on that this week, you know, I've, I've, I've had some interesting thoughts now. I've actually thought I probably should preface this whole talk today with, I've had some strange thoughts. Not strange weird, but just strange thoughts that I'd never had before. Thoughts like, huh, I never, I've never seen that, that way in the Word. And, and I know some people have said that to me. They say, you know, they say, you look at things different than I would ever look at them. But I think that's good. Sometimes we need to look at things from a, from a different perspective. We need to do things that, are, that maybe sometimes is different than what we've ever done before because it gets us out of our rut and it kind of restarts everything. For example, this has nothing to do with the sermon, but it's just one of those things that happened this week. I, just, I looked at this situation and I went, man, that'd be cool to be able to do that. We were at uh, Deb's parents, uh, was it last weekend? Was it last week? were last Monday, we were at Deb's parents, over stayed overnight at her parents and they had this little dog. And it's, you know, this cute little dog, is furry and fuzzy, and be great for bait, you know, like for bear or something, it'd be just this little cute little dog. When they were in Florida, I was actually calling it Gator Bait, you know, that, I, I don't call it by its regular name, I just called it by Gator Bait. <clears throat> but they came in from a walk, and she washed the dog, and then the dog stood there, have you ever watched a dog do this, it was like, and then it would shake all the way from the head, and then just water goes flying all the way over, and I looked at that and went, oh, I'd like to be able to do that. Because the look on that dog's face... I mean, I don't know what dogs look like, you know, if they think... But I, the, way, the look was just like, oh, that felt good. You know, just a, a shake. All, I tried it. It doesn't work really well. (Laughter) <clears throat> But this sermon is kind of like one of those, let's, let's just let's just shake off the old way of thinking a little bit. Let's look at something a little fresh, a little, little different, not outside of any box that's you know, somewhat reasonable, but I just want to show you something, something you've maybe never seen before and never seen it in this light. I've never seen it before in this light. Turn with me to Luke, Luke chapter 2. Very, very, very well-known passage. You've probably heard it taught 30 ways to Sunday. We just want to look at it a little bit different. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 41. Now his parents, Jesus' parents, uh, Joseph and Mary, went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he became twelve, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it, but supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey. And they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, looking for him. Then after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. And he went down with them and came to, came to Nazareth. And he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all of these things in her heart. Okay. Okay. So the beginning of the service, or the beginning of the, the end of worship, and the beginning there, I had you guys talk to somebody you hadn't come with. And I asked you to find out some things about them. How did you find out about the other person? Ask questions. Ask questions. Exactly. How do you get to know anything, or anybody? You ask questions. You know, when a, when a child is young, one of the cutest and most annoying things about children are the questions. How come? Why? When, Daddy? How come? Why? And just around, you, you start circling. You find, your, you know, that it was interesting because Ethan asked questions about absolutely everything. You name it, we'd be driving on the road. Daddy, why are trees over there? Why? Who planted those trees? What kind of trees are they? What kind? He'd ask about clouds. You know, how many clouds are in their sky? I mean, you just go on and on and on. <laughs> and then he would ask a really technical question. I, I found there's one clue to, to, to getting him to stop asking questions. Tell him the absolute technical answer. Because he just had no questions for that. He had no idea what I was talking about, so it would stop for a few minutes until he figured out a new subject to start asking questions about. But that's how we learn anything, and that's how children learn. The problem is, and I was, uh, my my education, my actual uh, undergraduate degree is is education. And I took educational psychology courses, educational, you know, all the different educational courses. And one of the statements that they made is, the problem with humanity is we stop asking questions. The problem with adults is we stop asking questions. Why? Because we're really tired of people saying, stop asking the stupid questions. No, don't ask me any more questions. Now, I, I am guilty of doing that to my children. But we all are, I think. And that's what happens. We, they start asking less and less questions. And especially when we maybe don't want to know the answer. We don't ask the questions. But how do we know anything? How, how you got to find out about someone here was you asked questions. You know, they may have volunteered a little bit of information, but immediately you started asking them a question. So what about this? What about that? So on and so forth. The best way to learn is to ask questions. There is no stupid question. Right. Youth group. (laughs) Yeah, anybody who's worked with kids goes, "Ah, you know, I don't know about that. So how do you build a relationship with somebody? You ask questions. You know, when I I'm, when I'm first met my wife, I asked her questions. How did you get so beautiful? Are you the most kind person I've ever met? Yes. I mean, all those kinds of things. You ask. Husbands, you wonder why you've lost the spark in your marriage? Have you stopped asking questions? Have you stopped getting to know them? When was the last time you asked a question? Wives? Same question. Have you stopped asking questions? Why? Because I already know her. (laughs) I know everything I need to know about her. Right there. That's it. Don't tell me another thing because I'm not going to like that one either. But how do you build a relationship with somebody? If you're actually going to have to work with somebody, if you're going to have to spend time with them, what do you do? You ask them a question. How did, we, how did this company get here? How, how did you get involved in this company? How did, how did this company go from this position to that position? How, how did, how, when, where, how, when, so on and so forth. I know there's other questions, they're just not popping into my head. Here is my question. When I read the Bible... I get all kinds of questions. Because I'm looking at it going, here's the situation. Wow, what would I do in that situation? Or, what was God thinking when he had them say this? Or when he wrote this? Or I look at it differently. Did you notice in this story that we've read, you've read it you know, how many, you know, many, many times, and you've heard it preached many, many times, have you ever wondered what questions Jesus was asking the teachers of the law? had never thought of that before it says he was 12 years old and he was sitting there asking them questions now think about that for a second here is the god of all the universe in human form how did he learn was there just this download from heaven no it's <laughs> a the matrix they just this is gonna feel funky Here's the God of all the universe. He is, he's the one that holds all things together. Yet he was born as a child and he had to grow up. And, and as he grew up, could you imagine as a parent the questions the God of all the universe would ask you? As a child? He had to learn just like you and I learned. He learned by what he read. But it says that he, he saw in the word his life. He saw those things. He learned about that. But he also had questions. And and it says when he asked questions and he discussed it with the teachers of the law, they were amazed. Absolutely amazed at his wisdom and his knowledge. At 12 years old. Most 12-year-olds are just delightful. (laughs) But here's this young man sitting in the midst of these learned teachers and they're asking he's asking them questions. I would love to know the questions. I really would. I think the questions would be just fascinating. I can hardly wait till the the highlight reel, when we get to heaven, you know get to eternity and and we get to see the highlight reel of Jesus sitting at the temple. I mean that may not be my first one I ask for, but it's going to be one of the ones I want to see. Of what were you asking them? That was absolutely amazing them. Questions. How do we know? the Father's will. How do we know what what God's purpose and plan is in whatever situation we're dealing with? Now here's the problem. And I've heard this before. You probably have been told at some point in time not to question God. You know, the, the thing you don't ask, why God? Don't ask those questions. Don't, don't, don't put pressure. Don't, you know, just accept the situation you're in just accept what's happening around you and don't question it. Don't, don't you know, the last, the last thing you want to do is to get God mad at you by asking too many questions. That sounds like our view of being a parent, doesn't it? I think the best thing we could ever do is to ask God questions. Now, we all know, here's what people are talking about when they say don't question God. You know, why God are you treating me so bad? Why, God, am I getting the short end of the stick? Why, God, is life not fair for me? Okay, that's just being whiny. That's not asking questions. Asking questions would be like, God, what are you doing right now? Now, there's two ways you can ask that God, what are you doing right now? And, God, what are you doing right now? See, it's all about intonation, okay? But it's still asking questions. God, how, how do you want this thing to play out? How do you want my, my life to, 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 you know, to move ahead in the days, months, years to come? Lord, which way do you want me to go? Lord, how do you want this situation to, to affect people around me? How do you... There's all kinds of questions we can ask. And through those questions... Is how we build a relationship with God. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 25. I quote this one a bunch. You probably have seen it. You've heard me quote this one. I love this one. But it's just good. You want want to mark it in your Bible. You want to make a note of this one. This is one you want to memorize. Because it, it, it gives us permission. It gives us permission to go to God and to ask questions. Proverbs 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. God hides things. God hides things from us. He hides, many times, His purpose. He hides His plan. He hides uh, details of things that He really does want us to know. But he doesn't tell us overtly. He wants us to search it out. He we, he wants us to care enough to ask the question. That's why this has been interesting all week long. I've been you know just mulling over a whole bunch of things, and and some things keep coming up um, for you uh, uh, technology geeks and uh, and just geeks. Um, you ever seen the movie iRobot? iRobot. In it, in it, there's a hologram of the man who was murdered. And he gives clues to how he was murdered. And the, the detective asks him a question. And the, there's a, it's a pass, he's looking for a password to unlock more information. And so he, he, the, the, the policeman asks the hologram a question. And the, the hologram says, that's the wrong question. And shuts down. And as the movie progresses, as he gets smarter, as he starts figuring things out, he starts asking, not the, he doesn't want the answer, he starts looking for the right question. What's the right question? My guess is when Jesus was standing there, sitting there, or in the midst of the teachers of the law, he wasn't just asking frivolous questions. He was asking the right questions. The problem is we don't ask questions. When we get with God and we actually take time to pray, most of us, we take time to pray how? Most of us have a laundry list. Okay, God, take care of this person. Take care of that situation. Take care of that problem I can't do anything about. Take care of this. Got through my list. Okay, good. Done. Got to get to work now. When the smart thing to do would to come to him and just say you know here's the deal God I need your wisdom Lord how do you want this to turn out somebody say you know there's been debate about what prayer is, is actually for is prayer and here's, here's the, the common thought among most people is that prayer is to let God know, to, know what you need <laughs> the Bible says that God already knows what you need so if if God if prayer is not about getting God to do what you want him to do and, and to inform God the your agenda and your plan, what is prayer for? and one of the one of the best or better uh descriptions I ever heard it is for God to change you, you know, change your mind to think like him. Well how do we do that? We could just hope it happens by osmosis or we can ask questions. God, what are you doing in this situation? Here's the situation. Here's you know, and it's okay to say, well, here's the situation according to the way I see it. But God, how do you see it? You know, most of us, you know, and I include myself because I've done this more times than than not. Is God? Here's the situation. Here's how I think it should be fixed. And then when it doesn't get fixed that way, you're just like, God does not listen to me. No, the truth is, you asked the wrong question. You're not asking the right question. You're not, you're not getting to the right point. The right point is you may have a wrong perspective on the situation. Do you feel like that dog yet? <laughs> we need to shake off some of that old way of thinking. Those old ruts. Because it's like, you know, if we really want to do what God wants us to do, I mean, I've, I catch myself a lot lately. Dictating to God, well, here's how I think it should be all fixed. And when you get, when you get that done, get back to me. And I got, I got some more. Now, we don't say that overtly, but that's exactly what we're doing. God, how do you want this to work out? What's your plan? What's the bigger plan that I can't see yet? In this situation that doesn't seem very good at the moment, what is the bigger plan? What's, what are you doing overall, that you need me to be in this situation right here, right now, at this moment. What does this look like? Help me to understand. And when we do that, you know the Bible says that we are seated in the heavenlies with Christ. That's a great verse. It's a very neat, you know, it sounds like, hey, I'm with God. But the thing is, think about it bigger. Think about it outside of that, just that, you know, I'm with God. Think about it this way. We're seated in the heavenlies with God. What does that mean? That means I can see what he sees. I believe he wants us to see what he sees. I believe he wants us to see the perspective of what he sees. And he sees a whole lot bigger picture than we do. We may look at our small little situation and it may not be comfortable right now. It may not be easy. It may, not, I mean, it may stink. It may be just wrong on every earthly level. But in reality, God is trying to position us to see it His way and to see the bigger picture of what's going on. And if we yield to that, you don't have to yield to God when He does your will. Let me say that again, because some of you just kind of bounced off some of you. We don't have to yield to God when He does our will. No, we have to yield to God when He wants to do His will. And His will sometimes does not look like, His will Does very seldom looks like our will. Unless He's changed us to the point where we see it His way. Unless we have His mind, unless we have His perspective. It doesn't look anything like our will. I would never do this, God. Why are you taking me this way? Why are you leading the, You look at the biblical people. Any of them. They did things his way. The ones that were successful did things his way. They didn't do it their way. And then when they did it his way, it wouldn't have been like everybody else did it because nobody else was doing it. Abraham, pick up your whole family and move to a place I'm going to tell you about. Canaan. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful place. You're going to have a great time there. Nobody else went, just him. And he was faithful. Look what happened when he was faithful. Noah, tell you what you're going to need to do. I need you you to build an ark. Huh? It's going to be a lot of water. It's going to flood the whole earth. Right. doesn't look like your will. Noah, what do you want to do? I don't want to do anything, Lord. It's beautiful. I'm just going to enjoy the world. Jesus. You need to live your whole life and then go die on a cross. You know, I just, I don't know about that. That doesn't, make any, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I go give my life for people I've never even met? haven't even been born yet. But the bigger picture was so much more important than that situation that he was walking through. Lord, what are you doing? How does this fit? How does this work? I am convinced when we ask the right questions, it will position us in our heart to do the right things. Lord, what's going to bring you the most glory in this situation? Staying at this job that isn't any fun right now, doing this menial task that doesn't seem right, but, but, but then here is the impact a year, two years, ten years down the road. Lord, what's your purpose and plan for my life? How, how, how can I honor you the best with each day of my life? Stop, back up ten paces, look at the bigger picture, and what do you see? Kingdom. That's kingdom. Kingdom is letting him be king. And letting him say, here's my will. Here's my bigger picture will. You may not understand the little part you're playing right now, or seemingly little part, but it may be the linchpin. Your seemingly little part right now to obey Him may be the exact thing. Joseph marrying a pregnant single girl was not the conventional wisdom of the day. But he said, not my will, but yours. I mean, he didn't say that, it's not quoted that. He did it. Okay, well, is that such a big deal? Yeah, it is a big deal. Because him marrying her kept Mary from being stoned. Little things. Seemingly little things. Seemingly inconvenient things. I heard a story, and I've been trying all day long, all, all this morning, I emailed a couple of my friends who had told me this story, because I, I wanted the actual name of the person. I don't have the name, I'll put, we'll put it on the website or on the Facebook, when I actually get the name of the person. It's an Australian millionaire, um, and he owns multiple companies, he's very successful, and somebody sat down one day and says, what is the secret to your success? And he kind of smiled, and he goes, do you really want to know what the secret to my success is? And they said, yeah. And he goes, Okay. The secret to my success is that every morning I get up, I get my cup of coffee, I go out on my deck, I sit in my chair, and I say, God, how do you run the world? That's the right question. It's one of them. God, how do you run the world? That seems like just, well, what does that mean? Oh, think about it. Because if God runs the world, if God's in charge, if God's doing things and he's successful, I should do things like him. God, how do I be a better father? Not, God, change those little brats. I mean, I'm talking about other people's kids. Mine are just... Perfect. God, how do I be a better husband? Lord, show me how to be a husband to this woman. How does she need me to be a husband? Because I cannot get inside of her head. I can't. 25 years later, and I cannot understand. Lord, you have to do this supernaturally, Lord. Download me. It's not, God, change that woman that thou hast given me. You could pray both. You know, whatever works. Whatever works for it. God, how should I run my company? God, how do I fulfill the plan you have for my life? You show me God. I've tried to do it on my own here enough times, I'm done. Lord, show me what you want me to do. How do I do this? Lord, what are you doing here? What are you you doing in this bigger picture? And by asking the right questions, you're going to start getting answers. How do you get answers? That's a whole other sermon. But it's amazing. We need to ask the right questions. Proverbs, last verse. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. This is one of the most annoying verses in the Bible. Not because it isn't truth and not because it's not an amazing verse. It's because my mom used to say it to me almost every day of my life. And anything your mother tells you repeatedly is annoying. (laughs) I would be in a situation and she'd look at me and she'd say... Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on thine own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will direct your paths. Now, mothers, did you just hear what came out of my mouth? I've never spent a minute minute trying to memorize that scripture, but it's there. Why? Because my mother said it to me every day of my life. Mom, this, this is terrible. I don't understand. I don't want to go do this anymore. She goes, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on thine own understanding acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths whatever over and over and over Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your paths straight one word I want to look in there specifically. Acknowledge. Acknowledge him. What does it mean to acknowledge him? What does it mean? Does it, does it mean there's a God? Yep, there's a God. No, it means much deeper than that. Acknowledge in the original Hebrew, the, in the original text, I went back and, and, and looked at the, at the Hebrew. Acknowledge means to know. But even better, the next line down says to learn to know. To learn to know. Acknowledge the Lord with all of your heart, and He will direct the, the He'll make your path straight. Acknowledge the Lord with all of your heart in all your ways. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Better said. Learn to know the Lord in all of your ways, and he will direct your paths. Learn to know the Lord in all of your ways, and he will direct your path. Learn to know. How do you learn to know somebody? You ask questions. You spend time with. But just, you know, okay, I'm going to go spend time with God. Yeah, and you can only worship for so long. I'm sorry, I'm going to be just honest, because they were all there. You can, only, you can only, you know, God, you're so amazing. God, you're so wonderful. God, you're just, you're overly amazing, wonderful. You're wonderfully amazing, Lord. But you can ask the right questions and listen for answers. God, here's the situation. I'm dealing with this right now. I have no way to figure this out. Actually, I'm, I'm my back is against the wall on this one. God, what are you doing? Good question. What are you doing? How, what are you doing big picture? God, what's my part in this? What what do I need to do? If I need to change something, Lord, what do I need to change? What do I need to to straighten out? What do I need to quit doing? God, what are you going to do? What's your what are you going to do? Not not accusatory. Not God, what are you going to do? No, God, what's your part to play in this? Because I don't want to get in your way. If you're doing something that I can't do, then what do, what do I need to stay out of the way of? What are you doing in this, God? And finally, Lord, how's this going to bring you glory? Because everything, he, everything that he's doing, everything that we're doing is supposed to bring him glory. How is this going to bring you glory? I'd like to know. Give me, a, give me some insight. What's the verse, and I, and I didn't have it written down, I haven't thought of it, I'll get, I'll get there eventually, but it could take a while. Jeremiah 33, 3, or 29, 11. Which one is it? Which one is, okay, say to me, 20. Call on me, and I will teach you and show you great unsearchable things that you know not. That's 33, 3. Call on me and I will show you great and unsearchable things that you know not. When you read the the, the old teachers, the, the people who have gone on before, and you see their successful life, and I know the youth group this summer at camp is going to talk about lives well lived. Why did they live good lives? Why did they live amazing lives? It's because they asked the right questions. And they were humble before God. Humility... Humility expresses itself, one of the ways it expresses itself is through questions. Pride tells you what you want to hear, what what, what they want you to hear. So, you want to learn about me? Okay, I'm going to tell you what, you know. If we want to get to know each other, how's the best way? Well, I I know Jonah because he's like this and he's like this and he's like. You start making claims, you start making statements, and and most of them aren't true. When, When the real answer is, Jonah, how do you feel about this situation? And then you have to actually do what? <gasps> Listen. Not, not what we mostly do in prayer. God, do this, 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 this. This, 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 this. This, 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 I prayed this morning. Yes, God. No, you dictated to God your will. When the real answer, the real question, the, ri- the right question is, God... What do you want me to pray about this morning? What do you want me to pray about? Which direction do you want me to go? What's important to you, God? Oh, there's all kinds of great questions. Let's stand. I let you out eight minutes early to enjoy summer while it lasts. So I'm going to ask the question, do you want to go out and enjoy the summer? <laughs> no, but let's ask the right question. This week, are you going to ask the questions? Now, what does this have to do with kingdom? Everything. What's the will of what, I want to do the will of the king. What is the will of the king? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Lord, open up our hearts. Open up our minds. Help us to see and know and to understand the way you see and know and understand. Father, your word says that we have the mind of Christ. Okay. Help us to ask the right questions, Lord. Help us. Show us what we need to do. Lord, what is your will today? Lord, what is your will for our lives? Lord, what is your will What's your plan for River Valley Christian Church? Lord, what's your plan for the kingdom of God in the St. Croix Valley? Lord, what's your plan for this world? What's What's our place to play in this? Show us, Lord. Open up our eyes. Help us to see the big picture. And not be limited by our own will. By our own shortcomings. Help us, Lord.